for we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above. Melts the clouds of sin and sadness. Thank you for joining us for this program from the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ in Haleville, Alabama. We hope that you will subscribe and will share our program with others. Now, we take you to the service of the Ninth Avenue Church of Christ. Let's go to God in prayer and then we'll spend some time in the, in the Word this morning. God, we thank you so much for the chance to just be uh, together this morning, to worship you, uh, to gather around uh, the table and, and to remember the blessing of Jesus on the cross uh, the sacrifice that, that was, God, we, we thank you for that moment that we share together this morning. We thank you for the songs that have been sung, the, the powerful songs about Jesus. So many of these songs, God, uh, we, we hear this time of year and we hear the first verse of these songs, uh, but as Wiley shared, there, there are so many powerful messages about Jesus in these songs, and I pray that our souls have been uplifted by them this morning as we have lifted our voices into your throne room. We thank you for your word this morning, God, the encouragement that it brings us, the hope that it brings us, God. May we never take your word for granted. May we never take your son for granted. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, you know, we were, we were gone for the, for the better part of this past week, uh, just, just doing some family things. We spent a little bit of time in uh, Tennessee with Blair's uh, mom's side of the family, did Christmas with them, and then we uh, we, we just kind of uh, eased on over to Nashville and just kind of spent some time with the six of us. Of course, wherever Valentine 6 goes, there's a party. You know, it's, we take our own party with us everywhere that we roll into, and so it's never boring, never dull. Uh, it's just, uh, it, it's always interesting. We had, we had a great time, though, just, just spending time together. And, of course, we played Christmas music all week long as we were driving from here to there and, and going different places. Christmas was just everywhere, Christmas music. Uh, and and as, as Wiley did share with us, these, these songs that we sing, I don't know, Wiley, maybe you can tell me, I don't know why we only sing these certain songs during Christmas because they really are just powerful songs about Jesus. Uh, and maybe those are songs that we need to sing more often and remind ourselves about how praiseworthy, to me when I hear these songs of the birth of Jesus, I just think about how praiseworthy Jesus really is, and especially the ones where it talks about, you know, I think we forget about how in, in that moment of, of Jesus coming to earth, that even the angels celebrated that moment, and, and that there was a heavenly celebration in, in his birth, in his resurrection, and in all these moments. And, and I, I, so I, but I was listening to this music all week. I've been listening to Christmas, and, and many of you have listened to Christmas music all week. And uh, this phrase jumped out at me this week, the thrill of hope, from the song that we just sung, uh, the thrill of hope. And I got to thinking of the words of, of O Holy Night. And just, just how amazing and beautiful those words are. But then it just kind of hit me. It just kind of hit me. And I asked myself the question, you know, what, what significance does the birth of Jesus need to have in my life? What, what comes from Jesus? If, if, if I don't pay attention to Jesus in my life, if I, don't, um, if I don't make him part of who I am, I'm missing out. I'm missing out on so many things. And, but, but, but you get that. Jesus is a part of your life or you wouldn't be here this morning. I believe that's just an honest truth. If Jesus wasn't part of your life, you wouldn't be here this morning. 
And so as, as, we, as we have just sung this song, though, I want us to think about what, what is the hope that comes from Jesus? What, what is the thrill of that hope? What does Jesus bring into our life? And I want to pick out three phrases from this song of Oh Holy Night that we just sung. Uh, the first one, the first one comes in, in, this, in this idea, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. I want to stop for a moment and just, just focus on the last half of this phrase. Uh, if you're like me, uh, you're, you're probably, for a lot of reasons, as we get into the Christmas, to the end of the year, to this time of year, maybe this day in particular, uh, you, you, you maybe are facing a little bit of weariness, a little bit of, of tiredness, a little bit of, of worn down. How, how many of you have, have run the holiday gauntlet this week already, coming into this week? Like you've, 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 you've been to here and you've been to there, and, and how many of you are leaving here to go somewhere to celebrate or, or to be with family or to do something? Probably a lot of you, you know, and, and in the days to come, we still have... We still have several family get-togethers that we have to do. Actually, the majority of our family get-togethers are ahead of us looking into next week. That's why we took time for us uh, this past week. Um, but, but so just kind of the general, everything is just kind of, you're just kind of tired at this point of the year. It's been a long year, been a busy year, especially from Thanksgiving to Christmas. But then, let's take it a step further. Let's just look at kind of what we're going through as a country right now. Uh, every time you turn on the TV and turn on the news, it just seems like bad news, doesn't it? The stock market's doing bad. The gas prices are doing bad. These prices are doing bad. You know, uh, if it's me, I'm not arguing about gas prices. I'm arguing about milk prices. That'll stress you out, right? Milk prices will stress you out. Fruit snack prices. We, we buy fruit snacks by the, by the ton at our house. Those prices stress me out. We were looking at fruit snacks the other day, and I personally like the great value smiley faces. They're my favorite. They're also the cheapest. And Blair's like, the kids don't like those. And I said, well, the kids don't have to eat them. That's just kind of where I am, right? They're the cheapest. They're the best ones, in my opinion. I'm paying for them. They don't want them. They don't have to eat them. That's fine with me. But we go through and I'm not even going to tell you what our grocery bill was the other day. And Brian was at Walmart with us when, or not with us, but was there. And he saw our two buggies rolling down the aisle. And he goes, is that for the next two weeks? I go, no, dude, that's till Monday. You know, and then you get up there and, and we pay. And I'm just like, man, this is, this is why I don't go grocery shopping with Blair. It stresses me out. You know, it's just, there's, there's just a lot of things that are stressing us out, stressing us out just in the world. And just the everyday world around us. And then for some of you, I've talked to some of you uh, this week and, and, and over the last few weeks. And, and I know that some of you are just ready for 2022 to end because it's just been a hard year. It's been a difficult year. You're ready for it, kind of a fresh start, some newness. And um, that, that's, that's, that's just better than what we've had. We're weary. We're weary. So when I sing this phrase, and when I've heard this phrase this week, the weary world rejoices, I've really thought a lot about weariness, because I think maybe over the last few years, man, we've really understood that. We've really understood that. But the power of this phrase is not weariness. It was the thrill of hope that was coming because of Jesus, because God himself 
God himself was going to step out of heaven, was going to step out of the throne room, was going to step out of all the comforts and all the greatness that came from being God. He was going to step out of all of that and into my shoes, into your shoes, into the shoes or the sandals, if you will, of just an everyday common guy. He was going to live his life. And he was, going to understand, he was going to live it in a way that makes him understand our struggles. Hebrews talks about that. That's one of my favorite phrases from Hebrews. He says, we don't have a God that doesn't sympathize with us. Because he, and this is the Matthew paraphrase, because he's experienced everything we've experienced. He says, so when you come to him, come with him with boldness, because know that he understands. He gets it. He came, he lived it, and he overcame it. He didn't just come and dealt with, deal with it. He came, he lived it, he dealt with it, and he overcame it. And, and then as he overcame it, the ultimate overcoming was that death on the cross. It was that sacrifice that he gave for us. And, and that's going to kind of go into our next point. But I want you to understand that because of that, he gives us something. There is something we get from that, and that is newness that is refreshing that is something that we have to look forward to again hebrews calls it a sabbath's rest but it's not just a day as it was in the jewish calendar on the on the on the on the last day of the week or the seventh day of the week just a day of rest no it is a eternal rest an eternal sabbath and, and it's and it's new listen there's there, a lot of new things showed up at my house this morning. Anybody else have a lot of new things show up at your house over the last few days, over the next few days? A lot of new things. A year ago, some other new things showed up at my house. And a lot of those new things are considered old things now, right? They're just a year old, but they're old and they're broken and pieces are missing. And anybody else have that problem? You know, pieces are missing and, and things don't work like they used to. And, and then, you know, things are even further back than that or older and older and older. And then, but, you know, some, sometimes it seems like those things that are the oldest carry the most sentimental feelings, right? They do, but they're still old and they're wearing out. What God promises us, the hope that we have, is a hope of newness. I want you to look at a couple of passages with me, and I want you to pay attention to the newness that's promised. 2 Peter 3, 13 through 14, but in keeping with his promises, we are looking forward to a what? A new, a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. He said, this, this, this world you're living in, it's wearing out. Sin is having its effect. I'm giving you new in eternity. Things that don't wear out, things that don't go away, things that don't disappear. I'm giving you newness. So verse 14, he says, so then, dear friends, since you're looking forward to this, and I love that, that's our focus, that's where we're going. The hope of God gives us a forward look. Make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Newness, I love it. 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 58 Many of you and, and all, all of us, all of us deal with this body wearing out, don't we? We all deal with this body wearing out. But in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul deals with this idea in such a powerful new way. Starting in verse 50, he says, In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immoral, or immortality. 
when the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then uh, the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So he says we're looking forward to newness. We're looking for, we have something to hope in, something to stand firm in, something to look forward to. The thrill of hope. This weary world is going to get us down. It's, it's going to depress us at times. It's going to make us anxious at times. But he says, I give you, I promise you, through my son, through his birth, through his death, through his resurrection, and ultimately through him coming again, I give you hope that things are, all, things are going to be better. Things are going to be great. Things are going to be perfect and new, and they will always be that way. And, and I find that such a powerful idea to think about this morning. The, the, the next phrase that is from this song is led by light. Now, in this particular verse, he's talking about the star leading people to Jesus. But I like to think of it from, from just kind of my personal perspective as I think about the song and what it means to me is the idea of his light leading us to salvation. John writes these words in John 8, verse 12. He says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. How many of you enjoy darkness? We, we've been, just, just one of you, we, we've been really blessed this week over the last few days. A lot of the surrounding areas uh, around us have, have had to experience these rolling blackouts because of the, uh, some issues with the power grids and hey, that's, that's not been a problem. You know, there there is, there, you know, you can be laying in the bed at night and have all your lights off, and then if the power goes out, how many of you, if the power goes out, it can wake you up? It's because your fan went off, is what it is, right? Your your noisemaker, your noisemaker went off, um, and then it comes back on. You're like, did I really leave that many lights on at night? Like, but darkness is something that we we. We stay away from we We have so many things to get rid of darkness. They're all lights, but so many different forms of them. But Scripture tells us that it is in darkness. It is in darkness that things that are, are not of God, that is where they happen. But Jesus says, I've come to bring light in your life. And you know, sometimes light hurts. When we go from darkness to sudden light, man, it, man, it hurts. And sometimes Jesus shines a light into something in our life that man, it's, it, it, whew, it, it hurts when it's there. It hurts when it gets us. But then we get used to the light, and, and we know that that's where we need to be. But his light always leads us to salvation. His light always leads us away from sin and to spiritual cleansing, to spiritual righteousness, to spiritual holiness. We are led by light. He is the ultimate light. And he says, walk with me. I, I love that. Whoever follows me, whoever follows me, it, it's our choice. And I think that's an important factor. We, someone mentioned that in our class this morning, that Jesus never forces anybody to follow him, but he gives us the opportunity. And he says, what I offer is so much better than the world. It may not look that way right here, right now, 
But what I offer is so much better than the world. The last phrase that I give you is his law is love and his gospel is peace. This was one of those phrases that, actually these, these second two phrases here, number two and number three, um, are, are phrases that I really was not overly familiar with in this song. Couldn't have told you they were in that song any, uh, for, for any amount of money. Couldn't have told you they were in that song until I really got to listening to it this week. I really got to listening to it this week, and I was, I was listening to, uh, I heard this song a time or two sung all the way through, and then Thursday when I sat down, I pulled the words of this song up. I got to reading these songs, these words over and over, and, and, and that's what I, what I like about this time of year. Again, it brings us to some songs, to some music, to some lessons that are so powerful, but I think about with Jesus in our life, when we grab hold of Jesus and we live with him, we bring love and peace to the world around us. We bring love and peace to the world around us. John 13, verse 34, Jesus, Jesus is sitting in a room with his closest friends, with the men we call his apostles, and they're having Passover with each other. They're, they're, they're living in this, this moment of remembrance with each other. And Jesus has obviously got, I mean, the weight of the world on his shoulders. He knows what's coming. He knows what's fixing to happen. And he also knows there's a guy in the room that's going to just totally, completely turn his back on him and sell him out. But that's ultimately, what's ultimately going to get him to the cross is someone that he, someone that says, I love you more than anything. I followed you for the last three years. One of his best friends is going to sell him out. That's the start of the process that gets him to the cross, a best friend selling him out. And then another guy, another guy over here is going to adamantly, adamantly, adamantly deny that he even knows him. And the rest of them, what does it say happens to the rest of them after the garden? When Jesus is arrested, did they follow Jesus? What does it say after, uh, in the garden? It says they all scattered. I mean, how would you feel if you knew, if you knew these, these guys that are like, yeah, we're, your, we're here with you, Jesus. We're here. Let's do this. We're here with you. That when the moment gets the most difficult, they go, and they're gone. How would you feel about them sitting there at the table? How many of you would struggle a little bit? How many would struggle a little bit? Yeah. But Jesus looks at them, and he's washed their feet. He, he's, he's, he's had this moment. He's washed their feet. And I've got a feeling that this is a moment that doesn't really stick with them until maybe a few days later, until they're replaying all of this in their head. And they're putting it on. You've had those moments, right, where you really don't get what's happened until a few days later. You've let it all kind of sink in, let it all kind of happen. But he looks at them and says, a new command I give you, love one another. We could have just stopped right there, but that wouldn't have made it new. Because the old law said love one another, right? But this is the part. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. The guy that's fixing to go sell me out, I love him. You love each other like I love him. Peter, you're fixing to not to deny me. You're fixing to say that you don't even, you have no clue who I am. You have no clue who I am but I love you. Regardless, I love you. The rest of you guys, you're, gonna, you're just going to disappear on me, but I love you. And that's how you love each other. 
if the world saw us loving each other that way all the time, if the world really truly saw us loving each other the way that Jesus commands us to love each other, we would have no problem filling these pews every week. No problem at all. Because you know what people want? People want to be loved. Do you believe that? People want to be loved. People want to be somewhere that they are loved, that they're, that they're family, that they feel like family, that they feel like they belong. They want that. And Jesus says, that's who I want you to be. And their world is not going to get that unless it comes from us. Unless it comes from us. Because, as the song says, his law is love and his gospel is peace. We are to live this. This is what he says for us to do. This is what he says for us to be about. But sometimes I think this is a part of Jesus that we don't want to really grab onto and have as much to do with. Because loving people is one of the hardest things that we'll ever do. You believe that? Loving people is one of the hardest things that we will ever do. It's easy for me to love you when you're doing what I want you to do and when your life is benefiting me. What's hard for me to do is to love you when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. When, life, when our relationship is difficult, when I mess, hey, listen, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to fail you. I'm going to fail you. I'm not going to be your perfect preacher. There's going to be times in your life where, I, where you need me, and I'm going to drop the ball, and I'm not going to be there. And vice versa. There's going to be times when you're not the perfect church member. I had a guy tell me one time, he said, you know why we have part-time preachers? I go, why? He goes, take care of the part-time members. You can laugh. It's okay. Ha-ha. But in those moments where we drop the ball with each other, instead of, instead, of, instead of not loving, our first reaction is to love as Jesus loved. And forgive and wrap our arms around each other and keep going, keep walking in the journey together. So maybe if there's one thing that we learn more, that we need to learn more of, that we need to practice more of as we look at Jesus today, and as we've looked at Jesus for a whole year, We've not looked at Jesus just today because it's Christmas Day. We've spent a year together, 52 Sundays. Of those 52 Sundays, over half of those times have been spent with us talking about Jesus in some shape, form, or fashion. And this is his ultimate command. Love each other as I have loved you. We can get the processes right. We can get the formulas right. We can get all these things right. But if we miss this, nothing's right. Let's be the gospel of love and peace everywhere we go. And then we'll begin to make a difference in the world around us. Let's close with a word of prayer this morning. God, we thank you for the chance to just be with each other today. On a day that we remember the greatness of your son, that, that whether it should be or not, maybe it's, it's a little more in the front of our minds today. Because over the last few weeks, it's been in the front of a lot of people's minds, your son. And we're grateful for that. And we pray that we always take advantage of opportunities to share Jesus with people. Especially when, when they're open to it. We thank you for his birth. We thank you for his life. We thank you for his death and through you, his resurrection. And God, we look forward to his coming again. Whether we be here or we be in heaven when that day comes. 
God, we look forward to it. And it is a true thrill to know that we have that hope of eternal life with you. Bless us, God, as we close out our time together and as we depart and go to many different places today. Be with us. Let our light shine. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Thou art giving and forgiving, ever blessing, ever blessed. Thank you again for joining us. And please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel or our podcast. We can be found on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast provider. Also, leave us a five-star review, which will greatly assist in getting the message of God's love and salvation to others. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to join us again, and until then, remember to love like Jesus.